All right, let's do it. Making plans with the boys. Okay, so uh, we're back with another episode. This is another small, quick, solo episode. I was just recounting um, to Gen X mom some of the conversations I was having with Gen Z kid while we were doing some very frustrating uh, learning how to drive issues around town. And one of the conversations came up that might interest some of you was about you know growing up in the 70s and 80s, especially during the 70s and 80s and outside of Los Angeles and Southern California. But more to the point, uh, narrowing it down, was about toys. And Gen Z Kid and I were talking about uh, toys that have come out year after year from his age, from when he was three, four, and five, six, seven years old, all the way up till he's a teenager, versus we were talking about what it was like when I was growing up in the, and from, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna address things from like the late 60s all the way to maybe 1989 in general, and I'm going to miss some things and I'm not going to be super specific, but you'll get the idea. So I, I'm guessing that a lot of this will sound familiar to you. I'm guessing that, you know, you guys will be shouting some things that I'm forgetting, but I want you guys to realize something. If you, if you want to start putting, you want to start putting down on paper, some Gen X, uh, differences, some lifestyles, some things that we experience. You want to you want to put those down into a book someday, then don't leave toys out. Toys should be a big chapter. So, let's let's start with Gen Z kid. He was born in 2005. And you know, when the kids are little, you can buy them all sorts of little things for real cheap. You can go to Target's dollar section and buy them a whole stocking full, full of stuff and it's it's easy, it's great and they love it. But as they get older, you know, you have to try to find some new things, some new toys. And I, looking back, um, I don't recall a lot of great new inventions. Um, you know, from the time Gen Z kid was little getting bigger, it was, well, next year get him the new Nerf gun. You know, get him a new video game. But it's still a video game. And every now and then they come up with a drastically great new game. I mean, when the Wii came out, that was something that the whole family could play. That was a pretty good pretty good invention there. But I think the new things that we do with our kids with toys are few and far between anymore. And they just didn't seem to have a lot of things that I can look back on in the last 15 years and go, oh, that was, boy, I'm, I'm glad I was part of that movement. I'm glad, you know, I, was, I had something there. And I look back on Gen X growing up and some of the stuff that we had as kids, uh, it was something new all the time. And let me cover some of this in a, in a dumb backwards fashion. And I'll, I'll, I'm not going to go in any chronological order, but so forgive me if it sounds like I'm overstepping and restating. But I remember if you look back, think about when you were little and you had Tinker Toys and you could invent and play and then you had Lincoln Logs and you could invent and play. And then after that, you had Legos. I mean, it just was like something new all the time. And then, yeah, there was a Nerf football and that was great and exciting. 
and then you had Matchbox that came in packages of five and ten, and Hot Wheels. Those were big things that come out, and you move on, and then all of a sudden you're playing hockey on a, on table hockey with with players that move and slide up and down, and that was a new invention. And then all of a sudden you had Mattel electronic football with the little red dashes that you could play. That was a huge invention. Then Pong, you could play on your TV. That was a new invention. One year, I had race cars. I had slot cars that went around and around and around on a figure eight track, and I would pull the, I would hold a, a trigger in my hand, a button, to make the cars go faster or slower. It was something new all the time. What about a Viewmaster? When the Viewmaster came out, wasn't that like, oh my God, you hold it up to the light, you put in these little circle discs, and you can tell a story. You can see it. What a, what a neat little invention. Then you move on. Lightbright. Lightbright was something really cool. You could put all these things in. It was something new and something different all the time. I'm going to say from the late 60s all the way to the late 80s, it was every six months there was it, it was something so different that it, it took the world by storm. Now, I wasn't into Cabbage Patch Kids, but my God, when a Cabbage Patch Kid came out, what a rage it was. You know, it just was... It, we had um, a garbage pail kid cards you could buy, you know. Then Star Wars action figures came out. It just—it wasn't just what's the newest video game, you know. Uh, Simon, how many of you played Simon when you first got it? The four colors and lights and a pattern. What a simple thing, but it was—it wasn't like anything else. I know, I know that's a dumb, simple thing, but it was huge. What about Rubik's Cube? Nothing like it, you know. Took over. What about the board game Trivial Pursuit in the late 80s? Remember that? It just, to me, it seemed like there was these new, fun, inventive things. Mousetrap was a great game. Stratego. Risk. They were so different from everything else. They were absolutely something that was, it was you opened it up as a present or you got it and you, you looked at it like it was a completely new direction to try something yeah, you didn't like them all. I didn't like everything that came out. I didn't play with everything that was there. But can you remember that? I mean, if you're Gen X like me, can you can you remember those times now when it was it wasn't just the newest version of a bicycle, and and those were cool, but it was something different. You know, like when a big wheel came out, or you had the evil Knievel zip stunt cycle that you zip with the line and it takes off and runs. Those were different. There was nothing like it in it. I know it was small. I know it seems insignificant as we look back on it now. But when I was talking with Gen Z kid in the car and I just started to reminisce about all the different things that just popped up. And to be fair, my my boomer parents were really good about getting me stuff when I was a kid. You know, it was they my mother would try to go find what the new toy was coming out, what the new trend was going to be. You know, she didn't want me to, she didn't spoil me with stuff, but she didn't want me to be left out like everybody on the block got a Nerf gun, but I didn't, you know. You, you want your kids to participate with what everybody else is doing because we weren't rich um, at all, just very middle class. And, uh, you know, my dad worked real hard at his job with the electrical union, and uh, and we had those things. And we, I remember uh, experiencing probably 90% of the toys that I saw in commercials, I either had or one of my friends had, and we could play it. And they, looking back now, they just seemed so unique. And I know Gen Z Kid and Gen X Mom have done an incredible job 
on Instagram, posting stories and things uh, from when we grew up. Gen X mom and I, grew up, we're, we're, the, we're the same age. We're six months apart. I was born in December of 1967, and she was born in June of 1968. And uh, we we had all the same friends, the same schools. We knew, you know, it, we knew and liked all the same songs and movies. So it's easy for us to go back and look at all those things. There's such a connection there with our past, and it brings up these memories. Well, as individual memories, I think they're great. But all of a sudden, when you start to put them as a collective group of thoughts, of toys, all of them, start putting them in your head all the all the times you had birthdays and you opened up something unique. You got a, your slip and slide, like no one had ever had a slip and slide before, and yet there we are. You know, how about the first time a little girl opens up an easy bake oven, you know, which sucks because they were just for girls because I ate more cookies than anybody and more brownies. I could have totally had one of those. Um, the games and the toys and the things that we had every six months, new things were coming out all the time. And then we moved on to something else new. And it just, I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, I raised the, the last set of children that I've raised, this last group of eight uh, over the last 15 or 16 years, I don't recall a lot of brand new inventions. You know, there's always a new type of tennis shoe, all right? There's a new bicycle you can get. There's a new video game that's out. Yeah, I got it. And some of them are incredibly iconic, you know, in the, and uh, they'll make a, a lasting impact and they'll be in the Hall of Fame of toys. But I just don't see, it's almost like someone wants to look at me and say, well, we ran out of things to make. We've made all the toys. There's no, there's no new toys to make anymore. And everything's going robotic and computer. So maybe we'll have remote-controlled praying mantis that runs around the house that's two inches tall. Uh, maybe. It just, I just look back fondly on a time period that I had no idea was that special. I just didn't. I took it for granted. I didn't know growing up in Southern California you know, when you could ride around your bicycle, ride around and see movie stars filming movies on the streets and TV shows and commercials. I thought everybody did that. I didn't know that was a special thing. I didn't know that, you know, the summers and swimming pools was not something everybody got to do. Most of my friends had swimming pools and we swam all summer long. I didn't know. I didn't know Southern California weather was special. You know, that <laughs> basically 75 to 85 degrees most of the time you know, all year round was special. I had no idea that that I was lucky enough to be born in that time and place. And I certainly didn't know that having all of these toys come out in the Sears catalog or you walk down the aisle of Toys R Us uh, row by row and just seeing all the things that I had no idea that how, how remarkably unique and special that was. I thought everybody did that. And don't get me wrong, I wasn't the only person. Millions did too. But there was also a lot of people that had no idea what that was like. You know, there's a lot of rural towns that didn't have a Toys R Us. And a lot of places that never shot a commercial or a TV show or a movie, ever. I had no idea. And the toy thing started to really get to me. It really, really did. It was, uh, it kind of sunk in. And then I started trying to remember toys. And I tried to remember things that I did from my seventh birthday and my eighth birthday, my ninth Christmas. Um, I, I tried to vividly remember the new things that came out 
and I, then I went to Gen Z's kid Instagram page and started scrolling back through some of the unique toys that that him and his mother had posted there. I uh, I was blessed. We all were. If you're Gen X, I don't care where you live. Maybe maybe I had a few more experiences than you because I grew up in Southern California, but we all had the same music, the same movies, and the same toys. We got to see and experience all that stuff, and I, I don't, I don't know that I could, I don't know that I could ever be grateful enough for that. And who am I being grateful to? Because uh, my mom and dad had me, I guess. God, because He put me there. Maybe that was the one place I needed to be. All right, I'll, I'll line up, man. I will shake everyone's hand and thank them. And I feel stupid as most of us Gen Xers do as we grew up and realize as teenagers we didn't know shit. We thought we did, um, but we didn't. But I'm, I, I regret, that's a good word, I regret not being able to see those, that childhood for what it was, that those toys and those, it, those adventures and those things that were coming my way, I thought everybody had those from 1945 and they'd have them all the way to 2021. I just thought that was how life was. I had no idea that we were part of a remarkable curve uh, in manufacturing and inventions and technology and electronics. I didn't know. But man, I'll tell you what, I was, I was the prime candidate for being the beneficiary of all that, let me tell you. Um, I don't know, what were your favorite toys growing up? What's, what's a couple things from your past you wish you still had? Uh, what are things during that time they just don't do anymore? Things that were really special back then that, you know, they they just don't have anything iconic or significant right now. And maybe they do. Maybe I'm totally missing the point. Maybe I'm I'm old and stupid. And maybe I have no idea what I'm talking about. And maybe there's kids listening to this right now going, oh, man, I got this toy and I got that. Hey, it could be true. But I don't see it. And... Remember, for a lot of years, I've been Santa Claus, and not just because of my weight and my beard. I've been Santa Claus buying the stuff, trying to, you know, find the right gift for the kids, boys and girls of all ages, and I don't ever think I've picked something up and gone, ah, I'm, I'm hitting a home run with this one. This is new. Nah, it's all, a lot of it's just different versions of what's already out there, variations of it. It's uh, you know, and, and not to say we didn't have some of that too. You know, Rubik's cube turned into those little pyramids that rolled like rotated around like a Rubik's cube, and the snake one, and then there was a link one that had um, uh, links you slide around on. Yeah, I got that. You know, there was some variations, but then they got kind of played out, and that's expected. But there was always something new around the corner, wasn't there? When we were growing up, wasn't there always something that just pop and hit you and was on the cover of a magazine, a commercial you'd never seen. Stretch Armstrong. Who the hell would think about putting glue jelly inside of a action figure and make him out of rubber? I know that's dumb, but it was something new. And it was something different. And it was a it was a hit for a little while. It was it was amazing. And um we just don't have we don't have that anything hitting the market that just grabs you like that anymore. And I don't know why. Maybe Maybe kids are more sophisticated. Maybe my dumb Gen X brain at uh, 12 years old was <laughs> could be entertained by the simple pleasures in life. Maybe that's all it was. And it was, it was real easy to invent and keep a 12-year-old like me busy. 
and maybe it's a lot harder. Maybe kids are more sophisticated now. Um, I don't know. My, I was talking with Gen Z kid and, you know, of course, as a kid, you don't know what you want. You don't know what toy you're looking for. You don't know what the next one's going to be. Neither did I. But the only thing he's looking forward to is the next uh, series phone, cell phone that comes out, and the next video game. That's, that's in toys area or things like that. That's what he's interested in. And, you know, he's, he has no expectations that something, some handheld thing will captivate him some new totally new design would captivate him so we talked about that for a while and uh he's he's content with his childhood i did you know i didn't burn it into his brain that your childhood sucks and mine was way better uh, but it was you know and gen x had a way better childhood but that's it's not the point um i didn't make him feel bad and he likes where he's at uh but here's here <laughs> Here's something that kind of caught my eye as we were ha- having the conversation. Maybe, maybe if you guys had some kids or grandkids that you you could have this conversation with, uh, maybe lead them down this path and see if see if their <laughs> maybe see if if their eye perks up. As I'm sitting there describing all of these toys and these things, I remember that the one of them was a Hot Wheel track, and I'm gonna this might be hard to describe, but we had a my friend and I. John lived down the street from me. We were friends for a long time. We had a Hot Wheel track that went around in a long oval, like a racetrack. And as the car came around, you took your hand on a lever and you pulled it down, shiching, and an arm came out and hit the back of the car and smacked it around the track again. And you let go of the handle and it, it retracts and hides. Car comes all the way around. You pull the handle again. It was timing. If you did it too soon, the car ran into it. If you did it at the wrong time, the thing flipped the car up in the air. But if you could get a rhythm down and you could hit the back of that car, we could go, you know, for 10, 12, 15 minutes just racing these two cars, him on one side, me on the other, pulling those levers, not messing it up, racing those cars around. I know it's dumb. I know it's small. But I remember that Hot Wheel track vividly. And it was mechanical. It wasn't electronic. Well, as I'm describing this to Gen Z Kid, he wants one. Now, this kid's almost 16 years old. I guarantee he doesn't have any interest in just playing with Hot Wheels. But he did. As I described some of these older toys that we all grew up with, he wanted to try them. He was interested. These seemed very unique and foreign to him. He's like, wait a minute, what? What do you do with that? You hold it in your hand and you do what? And... He thought those those were great. Maybe, maybe because of today's age of cell phones and computers and video games, maybe the next big comeback will be a yo-yo. <laughs> you know, <laughs> something you can hold in your hand and like, what what is this? What is this magic? This spinning thing on a string? You know, I don't know. Um, it just seemed there was such an interest in these things, and we were looking at pictures, and I was telling some of the stuff I still have and some I don't. My, my mother, his grandmother, has a ton of our old toys. She never throws anything away. She's probably, he could probably spend a whole summer up there just playing with toys from the 70s and 80s because she's probably got every one of them. Um, but he seemed fascinated, not, not that he's going to play with little action figures, but uh, some of the things, I wonder... I wonder if some of those things couldn't come back or be reproduced again and just captivate kids, you know, seven and eight years old that have have never known anything that you can play with your hands that aren't just building Lego Star Wars sets. And now you buy Legos and they 
you have to build what it says. Like here, you're building a pterodactyl out of purple Legos and you follow the instructions and you got it. There wasn't any of that when I was a kid. How many of you guys remember buying Legos or not buying, receiving Legos and they would come with all these shapes and sizes in a bag and build what you want. That's all they were at first. It was just Legos. They were blocks and shapes and corners and little ramps and thin pieces. And then they came out with big green squares where you like grass where you could build something permanent on them. Then all of a sudden it came out with a set where, hey, you can build a police station and it was big, a fire station and you could buy road tiles. Now you're building a community. Plus you still had all your Legos. You could build a house of your own design. You know, there was just pieces that fit together. It wasn't all this stuff right now. It's like, oh, here's your here's your cyclone robot Lego, and the only thing you can build with it is follow the instructions, and now you have um, you know, a robot transformer looking thing, and that's it. There wasn't any of that. I mean, we thought it was unique when you could build when you bought a box that said, Hey, build a Lego hospital. We're like, whoa. You know, everything was up to your imagination back then. It wasn't so specific and unique to you know one single lego box i don't know maybe i'm just blowing smoke and reminiscing in the wrong direction maybe i started off with 50 people listening to this podcast and now i'm down to two but for the two of you that are still left in me i just want to say that i think that that time was a very unique time i didn't appreciate it and looking back the the time period that we were discussing with toys that came out every few months or so and every one of them was a unique and different thing i don't know you guys probably remember more of them than even i do but like i said i was rambling i was talking with gen z kid long discussion then i was recounting that to gen x mom and she drug my fat ass over here and sat me down in front of the microphone and said say it again all right well I said it again. I don't know if this is going to have any traction or not. I don't. Maybe there's a bunch of stuff I miss. You know what I'd like? Why don't you email me, um, GenXDad at GenXTalks.com. Just the email just goes right to me. Tell me, tell me something I missed. You know, I'd like to go look it up. I'd like to find a picture. Um, tell me something I missed. Tell me some toy that came in the in a box of cereal that I'm forgetting. You know, tell me something that came out just one year that. It was like in 1982 that everybody had one of or something. Just what am I missing? I'm in a, I'm in a very nostalgic mode right now. If you want to email me, genxdad at genxtalks.com. Just write it down. You think about it, just send me a quick message from your phone and tell me something I'm missing. Tell me something from the Gen X childhood that stuck out. Maybe I'll put some list together and have the kid put it on his website. Of Maybe we'll start a list of the, the, the most famous toys growing up and maybe the most obscure because I'll tell you what, the stuff we grew up with was truly unique. It really was. Some of the best memories, some of the best toys. Anyway, yeah, that's about 25 minutes of me talking and people not really caring anymore. So thanks for giving me a little bit of your time. I'm just ranting. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Dumbest podcast on the planet, but I'll catch you guys on the flip side.